Welcome. You're listening to Trustees Without Borders, a podcast production of the Virginia Tech Institute for Policy and Governance. I'm your host, Andy Morikawa, coming to you from Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. Today's program features Zhang Nengjie. Zhang Nengjie was a member of China's first generation left behind by parents who were looking for work in cities. He is a Hunan-based documentary filmmaker. His documentaries include Frank and revealing aspects of life in China. Of his work, he says, quote, Making documentaries is my way of pursuing freedom of expression, but it's not worth being imprisoned because of your work. Joining me are the interviewers for today's show, Netta Moyarian, Kim Felix, and Yezi Yang. Netta, Kim, and Yezi, please introduce yourselves to our listeners. Sure. Uh, hi. I'm Nedama Yurian. I'm a mm, postdoctoral okay. research associate at Virginia Tech Institute for Policy and Governance and Center for Economic and Community Engagement. Happy to be here with you all. Hello. Hi, my name is hey. Kim Felix, and I am a doctoral student in the Planning, Governance, and Globalization PhD program at Virginia Tech. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Yezi Yan, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm, a, um, I'm also a doctoral student in the Department of Geosciences. In this episode, we talk with Zhang Nengjie a Chinese filmmaker whose work includes four documentaries about the millions of children left behind in villages by their parents who were seeking employment in China's sprawling cities. When he was a child, Zhang Nengjie's parents left him behind in their Hunan village when they went to find work in Guangdong province. Now he's a filmmaker who's made four documentaries about left-behind children. Unaccustomed to the fast pace of city life, Zhang lives in his hometown and splits his time between making films and taking care of three village libraries that he established in the county for left-behind children. In our interview with Zhang Nengjie, since he's more comfortable speaking in Mandarin, Yezi Yang will serve as our interpreter. Here now is our interview with Zhang Nengjie. Netta? Uh, our first question is, why did you choose art as your medium for reflecting your concerns about marginalized groups and telling their less-heard narratives? Uh,那大问您就是您为什么会选择艺术来表达您对边缘群体和那些就是更少被大众听到的群体的关怀？我我以前中学的时候喜欢文学，嗯，我看过的很多文学作品。被改编成电影，所以我发现电影跟文学的魅力、光联、电影跟文学的一些光联。嗯，大学的时候疯狂喜欢电影，所以的我不是学电影专业的，但是我真的很喜欢，所以我看电影看了很多，所以毕业就
I guess, like just videos and movies, um, films. And then um, he described himself as like crazy about films when he was in college, because who isn't? Um, and and although he's not a film studies major, he s- sort of started like just filming things himself. Um, and he started his career um, to documenting um, stuff after college. And he also talked about that he did it um, mostly in rural areas because he grew up in rural areas of China and he's films mostly um, people around him. Um, and also like he chose film as a way to like express his concerns about minority and marginalized groups in China because um, filming is always is, is almost a way for him to pursue f- freedom in China. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we可以补充一下吧。嗯，可以可以。啊，就是呃，可能艺术也好，纪录片也好，电影也好，只是我追求自由的一种方式，也可以说是一种工具吧。嗯，可能我有点放荡不羁，爱自由。Yeah, he was stressing that um, art or documentary um, is a tool that he used to express freedom. Uh, so in your documentaries, you address the needs of specific marginalized groups like uh, those left behind children in China, minors in your hometown, LGBTQ people and autistic children. First of all, how do you... Um, find the needs of these particular groups and when you find and learn about them how you decide to make a film concerning them uh,那大家问您,就是您的纪录片主题非常非常广泛,聚焦了从,呃,包括刘寿儿童,换成肺病的矿民,退伍老兵,呃,同性恋群体,还有自闭症儿童等不同的群体,嗯,在拍摄
in his early work, he felt mostly about his birthplace, his hometown, um, and the place that he grows up, um, stuff like that. And then, like when he started to film on uh, veteran from World War II, it is because um, he's interested in history, um, and those people are the like the firsthand wit- like people witnessing um, those history that are like sort of like disappearing. Um, and he wanted to document that oral history of those people who are, who actually experienced them. Um, and then when he started filming uh, minor grooms and pneumoconiosis, um, it was because people in his hometown, um, they experienced this disease. They have, um, they have worked in the um, mines and they caught pneumoconiosis. And he thinks that it is his responsibility um, to voice this groups of people, to voice their needs, to voice their conditions um, to the general public. Um, and then in terms of Austic people and LGBTQ people, um, he was saying that it was mostly because he has he has friends on um, working in those NGOs, helping Austic children and um, lesbian and gay people. And because in um, China, we like we still have a pretty big bias or stereotypes towards um, those particular groups. And he hopes that his work can also um, try to help with um, like build a better understanding for the general public. Um, yeah. So what, if any, were some of the unintended consequences that have evolved as a result of your work with marginalized groups? Um, Kim Wen-Ying,您在和边缘群体合作拍摄纪录片的过程中,有什么意想不到的结构或者经历吗? Uh, okay, let, let, let me think. Now I'll start. Either positive or not so positive. Okay. 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 Okay.呃，其实我是有点麻木了，因为每一个片子花五花大大量的时间跟他们相处，记记录了大量的素材，后期特别辛苦。呃，其实我印象比较深刻的或者。基本上，我我认可，我我喜欢的我都写进去了，不喜欢的都被我解掉了。嗯，当然，我更多的是片子虽然关注很多社会问题，真实的一些东西，但是我们更多的是传递的是一种爱和包容，还有理解，没有宣
that he like went because he was like filming so many people and like he spent so many hours editing like by the way he does all of the photography work and editing work by himself um and he's sort of almost grow numb to this. Like it's kind of hard for him to find anything like that's really truly surprising to him. And also he was saying a lot about because he's so familiar with the groups, it's like for the people maybe in the urban areas of China or to a foreign audience, those things are surprising to them. But to him, it's like really surprising to see these things. And he, um, he stressed that um, because he thinks that he like in his view like all of those um, people being documented by him on um, they think that like we're equal um, and um, he was trying like he was really trying to put the focus of his documentary onto those human beings that he's filming and trying to voicing their own words um, and yeah that's it yeah yeah thank you so by now you have filmed a number of films, uh, which include The Miners, The Housekeeper, and Pneumonicodiosis. How have um, having your work being distributed exclusively online or played at private showings um, interfere with your editing process so that you wouldn't have to have it approved by the government? How do you tackle censorship in China, especially when your films address issues or concerns of marginalized communities that the government would probably prefer um, not to address in the, broad, in the broader public? Um, 您的纪录片《矿民马夫》陈飞并着通过线下小型放映和线上免费资源的形式传播在您持续关注少数或者边缘群体的情况下您如何看待和处理来自广电方面的审查压力 人是有言论自由的，有新闻出版自由。我是用我的行为去捍卫宪法。嗯，或许广电总局有电影法，但是我觉得它是无有违背宪法。所以我并不觉得我自己犯法。就算你觉得我犯法，但是我并不觉得我
to be able to distribute and um, not compromising to like adhere to like his original goal of like trying to voice those opinions of those silenced groups. Thanks to the development of the internet, um, like he distributed his work in a really original way that is like almost unknown to like a lot of other directors because he distributed he, most of his works online. Um, and he was like, um, I can just like send you the videos on my films and like the payment is voluntary. You can pay like nine yuan to me or like it's half price for students so it's like 4.5 yuan for students for every one of his films on um, and he's saying that thanks to the platform of the internet he was able to distribute his own films in this particular way um on that note uh, on the internet notes so when you're producing and directing your films who do you have in mind as your target audience is it chinese citizens policymakers, civil groups international audience the other question related to that is, what is the change or outcome you desire to see by making these movies about otherwise silenced groups? Shoujong 其实电影也好我所拍摄的这个群体的存在到现在为止我们政府其实对我还算友善我所反映的社会问题只有更多的批评为人民服务的政府才可能知道哪里做的不够好其实他对促进社会进步让政府更高效其实是有推动作用的我记得您说也是我们可能刚刚也讨论到了一个外国观众 
，就是把它到国外的影展去宣传这样一件事。我是片子让国外观众看到或者参加国外影展，其实我是很谨慎，因为我也怕很多外国外媒利用这种东西去攻击中国政府，这样的话我在国内会很麻烦，或者用这种东西去否定，其实中国近四十年来改革开开放还是取得辉煌的成果，也让老百姓。过上了好日，很多老百姓过上了好日子，但是他们遗留的问题，我希望他们也更好去重视，对，希望他们去面对，大概就这些。Awesome, okay. 谢谢。嗯、um, ，So John said that among those audience, the number one audience is himself. So like he's, um, he stressed a lot that like filming things is his way of pursuing freedom, and like by filming. Documenting、um, those marginalized groups,、um, I feel like his number one needs is to make him、um, self like satisfy his his needs of like having a way to express、um, and pursue things. And the second audience that he was targeting is just the general public in China because he was voicing、uh, needs for marginalized. Groups. He definitely want to distribute those films and for like the general public to be able to see it.、Um, otherwise, it would not make sense because like he definitely wants to start like a change、um, in the current situation. And the third audience is, I guess, the government or the policymakers、um, in China. And he was saying that the government is actually nice to him in that sense because they were really like、um, harassing him、um, in a way. They were still like they were kind of like getting a little trouble to him, but like they were still able to communicate to each other.、Um, and he believes that this is important because、um, communication between the government and its citizens is a way that you、um, feed, give feedback to what the government is not doing enough、um, and. On、uh, what the people need for from the government, and this is like a way to help the government to better serve their people、um, in China. And I added a question to him about like the foreign audience, because like I guess like most of us are sort of an international group of audience to John's films.、Um, and he was saying that he wasn't really submitting his、um, work to film festivals、um, in. Internationally, because he's like a little bit careful about that. Because like, if his work gets like more international attention,、um, and like having foreign foreign media interviewing him and stuff like that, it might get him into trouble. Like in the sense of like the Chinese government, and also he doesn't want the foreign media to use his films to attack China because I guess that kind of makes sense. Because like through the forty years of the growth in China. We do see a lot of economic development, but we—he's also adding that we do see a lot of remaining needs、um, and a lot of remaining problems that the government still need to tackle, and he wants to、um, help with that with his own films. That's fantastic. It sounds as though、um, filmmaking is therapeutic for you in some contexts. 对 Felix 说，就是呃，做电影可能对您来说甚至是有疗愈性的，就是您，对，就是感觉可以用这些做电影的过程来抚平创伤，然后就是甚至帮助这个社会抚平一些创伤。电影就是一个工作，没那么伟大。<笑>嗯，也也没，虽然有力量，啊
当时没有那么伟大，所以不用惧怕电影。Yeah, he's saying that like making films is great, but it's not like how do you say with that? Like, <laughs> it's not like a work that you should look up to. It's like it should be a very like common thing. And like, I guess he's also encouraging people not to be afraid of like starting filming. It's like really an everyday thing for him, I guess. 啊，电电影创作、纪录片创作是表达我,我表达愤怒的一种方式。嗯，因为有时候生活很憋屈，我用纪录片去表达我的愤怒，表达我的立场，表达我的观点。嗯，对，所以很感谢纪录片，感谢影像，让我有让我能更好去实现自我价值，让我日子过得很充实。Yeah, he was saying that、um, filming is a way to express his anger because, like in everyday life, you see、uh, things happening, and like there's almost this feeling of like can't really do anything about it.、Um, but filming, documenting those people,、um, is voicing his own opinions and like to achieve his own values and like make everyday worth. Uh, so your documentaries discuss the living condition and educational opportunities of left-behind children. How will the education and wealth gap between urban and rural China influence the nation's ability to address its ongoing challenges in ensuring adequate education and employment for all Chinese citizens? Um, Kim asking. Uh, Kim 问您。<laughs> 您的纪录片讨论了，呃，留守儿童和城乡差距的问题。您认为中国城市和乡村巨大的教育和经济差距，呃，会怎样影响中国政府对教育和工作机会平等的努力？哦，你再问一遍。<笑>好的，好的，就是您的纪录片讨论了，就是留守儿童和那个城乡差距嘛，呃，就是我感觉就是国内。然后有一个就是城乡之间巨大的教育和经济之间的差距，就是然后我觉得可能中国政府也在努力去弥合这些差距，但是嗯、呃，就是这些现有的问题，就是会怎样影响呃，就是政府现在对教育和工作机会平等的呃这样一个就是工作呢 ？OK， 呃，首先中国发展很不平衡。改革开放更主要的是让掏空乡村，让大量的人流向城市，但是城市并没有解决孩子就近上学的问题。还有，我个人很讨厌的户籍制度，把人分为城市城市人和乡村人，而且很多福利待遇是不同的，有太多的特权。至于很多人其实。生活在这里，虽然生活日子可能吃饭没问题，但是他们其实很多人是没有太多选择的，就好像他们挣得了钱赔不了孩子，赔得了孩子挣不了钱，所以只能留守。至于教育，本来是嗯、呃、拉近贫富差距，让阶层流动的最低的最好的方式，或者是最低的成本，但是我觉得教育从整个投入来讲是不够的，比如占基占占这个投入的比例好像百分之四百五吧，还有就是教育资源分配很不公平
，意思就是可能也像美国一样，阶层很固化。他们通过教育这种途径改造成阶，让阶层流动其实越来越难，因为资源分配存在很大的问题。对，嗯、大概就这些吧。至于工作什么机会平等，可能太专业的领域我没有太多研究，也没法回答他。谢谢，谢谢。对，我觉得这个问题可能也比较，呃，稳周周的。谢谢，谢谢。嗯、um, ，So John was saying that um he recognizes huge gap in terms of development in like economics and education from like the rural to urban areas. Um, because of the development in the past forty years, um, of China, it's almost. On taking the resources from the rural areas, especially human resources, um, moving them, like mobilize them into the urban areas of China, um, and like it's sort of exhausting the rural areas, but also it's not really solving the development issues in the um, urban areas. And another thing that he was looking at is like this. Um, honestly, I have no idea how to translate like Huji Zhidu Hukou. Um, it's a unique system in China. It sort of divides. Um, People into like, um, like people born in the city, people born in like particular parts of the China, like urban areas versus rural areas. And if you're in rural areas, uh, if you're born in rural areas, it's sort of kind of hard to get education, um, in the cities. So, um, this particular system makes it hard, I guess, like. For migrant workers, and it also adds a lot of privileges to people who are already born in、um, the urban areas. Yeah, and another thing is like he look at the、um, he look at the problem that migrant workers have because although they are able to sustain their basic needs of living, like food, like、um, housing, maybe、uh, when they migrate to urban areas to work.、Um, I guess like it's still hard to balance their needs in life because like if they're gonna make money in the urban areas, it's hard for them to care for their children or、um, just basically be with them, spending time with them.、Um, yeah, so like it's sort of related to this like urban rural divide、um, in the system in China. And another thing is. Um, he believes that education is a very low cost way to sort of,、um, I guess, close a gap、um, between poverty and wealth. And thank you so much,、uh, Sayana, that、um, the Huji Hukou Zhidu is translated to the household registration registration system. On she mentioned it in the chat.、Um, yeah, like oh, sorry, I'm like jumping between myself.、Um, so. Uh, John was saying that、um, he believes education should be a pretty low-cost way to sort of close a gap between poverty and wealth.、Um, but he also believes that there is a very uneven resources of education in China,、um, in which like you have like a lot of resources in the urban areas, but in the、um, rural areas, like you don't have that good schools. And like he documented a lot about that in his documentaries as well.、Um, and also, he believes that the government is not investing enough money into this.、Um, he talked about the data about like four percent to five percent、um, of the money、um, goes into education, and he believes that it's not enough. Thank you so much.、Um, I think、uh, you've under、um, you've undertaken several education outreach projects for left behind children in your hometown, for example, building schools and hosting photography contests. 
What do you think interested members of the general public could do to help those you have sought to assist in terms of advocacy, financial support, and provision of education and employment opportunities? 嗯、uh, ，然后蒋蒋先生就是呃，奈达刚刚问了，就是我刚刚跟奈达解释了一下，就是呃，中国的户口和户籍制度，然后就是评论里也有朋友帮助解释了户籍和户口制度，然后就是奈达还问了您一个问题，就是呃，您为棉花纱的留守儿童做了非常非常多的。呃，公益项目就是包括您最近在组织的一个那个摄影比赛，然后我也在您的朋友圈看到了很多就是小朋友做的摄影，就非常非常的厉害。就是您可以讲一讲，就是您的这些经历吗？对您来说，嗯，就是作为影片的观众，呃，我们有什么可以就是做，然后可以帮助他们的事情吗？首先，我我我是我其实我是更多是嗯、呃、呈现问题或者。用影像的方式去发生，可能因为我的作品带了很多资源，我就想力所能及去为老家的孩子，嗯，做些事情，可能以了却我就少一些愧疚吧。对，不只是提示问题、呈现问题，我也在力所能及尝试去能能改善一些，虽然力量很小。但是很多事情都是从小事，从一点一滴做起。嗯，不管是做乡村图书馆也好，还是做乡村摄影大乡村摄影也好，都是用我擅长的方式去关注社会，去力所能及做些事情。可能书对我影响比较大，嗯，所以乡村教育资源匮乏，所以我就想力所。南京在老家做了四家乡村图书馆，还有就是，就是可能乡村摄影大赛可能是我擅长的领域，去希望让让孩子们用摄影的视角去观察乡村，了，呃，去记录乡村。至于大家去怎么去关注，我觉得从你身边做起吧，从你身边关心身边的人，关心身边的事，力所能及去释放，多释放一些善意。其实这个就就很好，就像像你今天主要对像你，你可以这个就你别漏发现，就是因为主要也是因为你对我的支持，所以我们才会有今天晚上的这个活动，所以也很感谢你对我们，因为你支持钱比较多嘛，支持我们公益一下，所以也特别感谢。谢谢谢谢你。OK， 嗯、um, ，Yeah， John was saying that. Uh, when when he was like filming the documentaries, he's mostly presenting a problem, and while he was like presenting those problems, it draws a lot of attention from the public, from the government. Um, and then like the public or the government will be able to like try to help address the problem. Um, although he doesn't specifically mention that in today's interview, I think in his other interviews he mentioned that the government, I think the National Health Commission in His province actually allocated money to help with、um, those left behind children in his hometown. So that's like we're actually seeing change that his documentary、um, brings. So that's wonderful.、Um, And he was saying that after presenting those problems, he was also trying to seek ways to trying to not, I guess, to the extent of. Resolving problems, but to help with the conditions,、um, he was basically saying that he's only doing things that he's capable of, that he's able to do.、Um, so he built rural, like he he built libraries in this 
um, rural area in his hometown, um, and he provides books to like left behind children, the students in local schools. Um, he's saying that he loves reading, so he wants to pr provide the kind of reading resources to kids there as well. And he also have this like really wonderful photography contest that he hosted because photography, like filming, just documenting, is a way that he's um, good at. So he. Uh, sort of have this contest and I saw a lot of pictures from that I'm sorry that you can see that but that's wonderful the, the kids in his hometown they were like just filming really incredible things they're like observing things around them and like turning them into um, um, photos and yeah I, I feel like it's just wonderful um, I guess his suggestion to the general public of what we can do um, is he doesn't really have a specific thing that like he wants to urge the public to do to help um, kids in he's like hometown but like just um, I guess as a general public we just like start with uh, whatever we can do like little things around us just be nice to everyone um, things like that thank you so much okay. he also mentions that like today having this podcast interview uh, podcast interview is also um, a way of like I guess like helping just bringing like the awareness yeah, we hope so too. Related, you talked about the changes that is happening in your hometown and the changes that your films have brought. So our question is specifically about uh, the broader public attitude. Have you seen any changes in the general public attitude towards the groups you have made documentaries about? 就是那大家现在想把问题转移到一个可能一个更广大的观众群体就是在您的纪录片放映后普通观众呃就是可能是一些中国的普通人他们对这些边缘群体的态度改变了吗就是比如说呃不管是留守儿童也好这些呃患
I don't know, just like so much population in China and like having one documentary just changing their view towards a particular group is difficult. Um, he's also saying that he thinks he as a director for documentaries, once he finished filming, once he finished editing, once the work is published, his work is done. Um, and the rest of the work, he thinks that art is powerful in that it can present things. Um, it can, it's a way like for him to non-violently communicate instead of confront. Um, he still wants documentaries as a form of art to be able to, I guess, like to explain some of the bias stereotypes who are facing and to build understandings. But he thinks that um, documentary, his documentaries is not enough for social changes and for real social changes to happen. Um, we need legislation to do their work. Thank you. Um yeah, that's true. With so many population, how we can change everything with one documentary. So our next question is, uh, what about those whose experiences you have documented in your films? Did they have or have they expressed any feelings to you regarding their participation in a documentary that treats their lives? Uh,那大家就是有一个问题,就是呃,您您拍了这么多边缘群体,然后您能看见一个,就是他们对,他们在被拍摄的过程中,他们是什么样子的呃,感觉,就是他们在呃,就是就,就是他们,您在拍一部
like filming documentaries, like interacting with a group that he's filming um, is a way um, of like dealing, dealing with social relationships. You have to be like a good person, a likable person first. Um, and then you can blend in with the groups that you are filming. You're almost building a long-term relationship um, in the sense. And another thing that he's mentioning is mutual respect. Um, he respects the groups that he's filming and the groups respect him. And he's, um, he's saying that getting people used to the camera, used to being filmed, one thing it takes is um, time. And the other thing that it takes is respect. Um, and he mentions that the particular way he films his documentary, like he used a, I'm a, I'm not a film expert, so like I'm not using the correct term maybe, but he, he was describing that he, his camera angle is at eye level. So he's, it's not only about like um, from the perspective of making art, but also from his perspective of like respect, respecting human and treating people as equal. Um, he doesn't like using um, a bird's eye view, like looking down or looking up in his documentary, but he really tries to have this human to human um, conversation like at an eye level to convey that sort of idea. And I guess the third thing is like, he's really thankful to the subjects that he's um, filming. And also like, they still have a relationship now, like to almost everyone, like except those that have passed away, they still have a relationship, they're still in contact. And whenever they have any needs, he goes out to help them. Um, yeah. Uh, 对我和我的作品有一定了解,谢谢. Yeah, um, John was saying that um, he's very thankful to you all because um, from those questions that he thinks that you really did a lot of work um, watching his documentaries and like doing research to provide like those questions and he's really thankful for the opportunity and thank for the um, planning of this event. Okay. I don't know that we appreciate his time. And um, our last question before we open it up to the audience is um, what other topics or societal issues are you now exploring for possible future films or anything that he's working on that he um, is at liberty to share? If not, we totally understand. <laughs> 这个访谈然后呃他想说就是我们可能会有一个就是观众的提问的时间但是在在此之前我们有最后一个问题就是呃您接下来有什么打算吗就是想想拍一些什么样的纪录片就是怎样的呃少数群体就是您您是在关注
need to express himself. Um, so he will like keep documenting things. He will keep making films on. And I guess like one point in his documentary, he wants to like focus on is like sort of this urbanization um, of China. And he wants to focus on like the migration uh, of people. And also like, I he used the word Chaitian and I need help from the chat. <laughs> what, what is like a correct translation uh, from that? But uh, really it's about like sort of deconstruction of like the original like uh, buildings that are already there and like just like deconstruct them and like to empty space for like uh like new buildings to be built stuff like that um and also like another thing that he wants to look at yeah cyan um cyana said in the chat that like housing demolition and relocation is um a point that he wants to focus in his like future documentaries um, another thing that he wants to do in the future is another drama film. So he's mostly a um, director for documentary. Um, he's made his first drama film. Um, its English name is Jie, and I know Neda has watched it and she really liked it. I really like it as well. And his focus is to make another drama film. So that's that's great. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Ningzhen and Yezi. Um, now we are open for questions from audience. Thank you so much. Uh, Morrison? Yeah, so I have a, a question a little bit about some of the, the context of the, the left behind children. Um, one historical similar event that I can think of is the emergence mm -hmm. of the, the so-called latchkey kid generation in the United States and Canada uh, in the, the post-war period where increasing industrialization and the prevalence of dual worker households um, ultimately produced a, a similar phenomenon of increasing industrialization, people moving from rural areas to urban areas, and uh, uh, sets of children with less parental involvement and, and supervision. One of the consequences of that down the line was parental anxieties about their lack of supervision of their children that culminated in the 80s in various moral panics. Uh, do you think that there is a, a danger in China of similar moral panics manifesting later as, as parents become worried about distance from their children? Uh 就是孩子应该怎么带啊什么的
越贫穷的地方，可能外出打工的越多吧。当然，但有些少数民族地区，他们其实是不太出来，可能流水分比例没那么高。嗯、还有可能，中国留守儿童其实改革开放，从改革开放的时候就开始越来越多。就是传统的家庭已经被打破了。当然，现在可能是好的是什么？就是现在农民工想借到孩子，这些也是有依赖于交通越来越便捷，互联网越来越发达。当然，现在是我在我看来很严重的是一个问题是。当年的流水儿童已经成为，早已成为父母，也甚至于成为爷爷，成为爷爷了。他们在那种没有父母陪伴的环境里成长后，当他成为父母，就当年的流水儿童成为父母，他有多少的陪伴和关爱意识？这是个问题。再一个，可能我觉得家庭缺失可能是一块，就家庭教育缺失，还有一块是学校教育是很关键的。为什么现在乡村，呃，现在中国高校，特别是名牌高校，乡村的孩子出生的孩子越来越少？其实这些孩子不只是输在起跑线上。其实后面有太多的对他们不公平，特别是制度上的不公平。对，比如乡村教育资源的匮乏落后，让他们本来家庭教育的孩子雪上加霜。对，嗯，好，大概就是这样。谢谢。So Morrison, um, Zhang is not familiar with like the eighties in Canada and America and Canada, which is on Istanbul. I know nothing about them as well. So he's mostly speaking from like what it is like. He's more providing a context of left behind children, um, in the eighties and today. So, um, I guess the general like. Landscape of le left behind children.、Um, it almost started in the 80s when, like, industrialization happens a lot in China as well.、Um, so, the we see a majority of left behind children in、um, rural areas of China that suffer a lot from poverty. So, I guess like、um, the less income a rural area has, like some more migrant workers. Um, that are gonna go into urban areas to seek jobs and like send money back to their hometown, and the more left behind children become become a problem in that area. And also, like we don't see like in it, what's, what's interesting is when we have、um, regions that ethnic minority groups in China populate, they actually don't have that much of a phenomenon of migrant workers and left behind children. Um, and he was also talking about the comparison between, like, in the eighties and in today,、um, because,、um, like, we do see like this destruction to the traditional family structure when you have parents and you have kids together and they're like doing education.、Um, but like when you come across it today and you look at it,、um, the scenario is like. Slowly improving thanks to、um, first transportation and second internet, so that like it's easier for those migrant workers to actually travel back to their children and like to communicate with them. And with I guess the help of 
internet with like WeChat um, or like other sort of software, like um, the kids and the parents are still able to communicate. So this is like one improvement that he's seeing, but also he also sees a long-term destruction that this entire thing about migrant workers and left behind children that have is um, left behind children in the 80s are now becoming parents and grandparents even. Um, and they are brought up in an area without a lot of love and home education. And um, today, like when they actually become parents and grandparents, they are feeding that into their children as well. So that's a problem that we need to address. And another thing like outside of the family education structure, when we look at school education, those kids, those kids growing up in rural areas with the help of, without the help of their parents, they don't receive a lot of good education resources and every step um, forward, they are not receiving enough resource as well. So when you look at like kids going to really top-notch colleges in China and like you don't see a lot of them from a pretty rural background because of that. So it's like, other than like just this family structure, we also see a systematic um, thing going on among those left behind children. We do see a question in the chat. So from iPhone, <laughs> is there a way that we could donate to your film so it may only be a small amount? So um, Jiang Xianxuan, uh提问说就是请问是否有渠道给您的电影捐款呢就是尽管就是可能只经只能略尽绵薄之力这样哦拍跑好像好像有拍跑哦但是国外资金我我我有点担心这样讲外地我明白外地但是他他用微信吧他
Trustees Without Borders features leading practitioners, thinkers, writers, and designers all working to strengthen community capacity for innovation and creative change. You can find an archive of Trustees Without Borders interviews and other information at our website, www.ipg.vt.edu. So until next time, remember that as trustees of community, we work without borders or limits on our ideas and aspirations, without borders on what we think is possible to solve problems that keep us from achieving a just, inclusive community that works for us all. Thank you and take good care. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great okay. meeting you. Thank you, John. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>